Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy Pella. Uh, I know I've been gone for a while, and my birthday was uh, March 16th. And as you can see, I wasn't really able to do anything because uh, this virus. Uh, but uh, I'm not mad. You know, I think uh, life goes in cycles, and I think it was very important for me to come out and, and talk from a, a, a person from Chicago or even uh, a person who's a historian that studies a lot of history that, that includes uh, medical situations. So I felt like um, I wanted to come back and highlight the people because I love y'all. You know, somebody reached out, reached out to me from uh, Cali, you know, one of my last broadcasts. So I've been really just studying, you know, getting people insight about what they feel, what's going on here. And, uh, you know, yesterday I saw that the mayor uh, and Prisker came out and was saying that they're upset that people were on the lake front and um, other areas still congregating. So uh, to get through this, we probably need to listen to them a little bit more. Uh, uh, I don't think there's anything to panic about. I think right now should be a time that you should be uh, not only studying, but studying self more, you know, especially if you, you know, study world history. Because um, is that out here? Uh, every time you look up article, 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 someone got this so-called uh, virus. No one's really pushing articles about the healing process. And um, also, before I begin this uh, podcast, I would like to uh, recommend some things you might want to do during this time or take during this time naturally. Uh, first thing you want to do is sit in the sun. The sun uh, boosts your immune system. You know, it, it feels very good. Uh, you say they're using vitamin C, which is orange, uh, lemons and limes. You know, I take sea moss all the time. I was taking sea moss to deal with some of my tendons, uh, but even as I was dealing with that, um, the sea moss, as I looked up, I never, I never even had a cold or or uh, running mucus at all during the whole time. I never used sea moss for that, so I would definitely recommend that uh, elderberry, ginger, tamarind. You know, these are things that help fight these uh, symptoms of this virus. And um, I wanted to come in today because, like I said, I done watched a lot of videos, uh, people talking about uh, what it is. And it was, some stuff is surprising. You know? Now, I ain't going to say surprising because I'm a person that listens to, I'm a good listener. But uh, you definitely hear that uh, it seems to be something more going on during this virus. And I was just tell you to study i'm not gonna really get too much into this uh podcast about that because uh you know you should something you should go find yourself but i definitely seems to be some type of uh background to this virus if you were to check other people uh platform so i'm not throwing it out the window because i know this is a colonial government but what i did want to kind of talk about today was uh black people your response in these medical pandemics uh as you know, I I study a lot of history, and uh, it's not the first time. Even we talk about like the bubonic plague, which they say it started in China from dead corpses. Yes, yes, the bubonic plague started in China, or said it was started in China from dead corpses, according to uh, Ibn Khaldun, a historical uh, Moorish writer that they tried to make sense of his Arab, black skin Arab during that time. And also, I would period black people, you know, I know we you know African Moors and all that, but I'm just saying black people for uh, the language of the people. Um, even Israelite, you know, we all like rich people are the original people of the planet. I think it's a time for you to study your your medical history. 
Because all medical books pre-slavery and colonization said our ancestors mastered medicine and surgery. You know, we all hear by Imhotep. Uh, his mother taught him. Uh, so he came from a family of doctors. So he really wasn't the first, but he's one of the first noted that we have like, information on. Uh, we do know that uh, the ancient Greeks always uh, acknowledged ancient Kemi, Africa, black people as the epitome of surgeons and science. And uh, today I wanted to kind of touch on somebody that took a sometime I think in school, uh, you know, black people, you're not even taught, you know, uh, about your medical history. As a matter of fact, even if you look at, I was thinking yesterday as I was um, posting how they were showing how the eye of Haru, what they call Horus, you know what I'm saying? Her roof, ancient Egypt, which is where the word hero comes from, they call Horus. His eye is really the RX symbol on medicine bottles. You know, and, and it's the foundation of medicine. But the thing that connected, I connected that to was how some people believe Haru is Jesus, Jesus the healer, and that how, um, uh, I forgot my other train of thought, but how Haru is Jesus the healer and how he's the medicine bottle. And how, also how Jesus fled to Egypt when he was first born. He was a healer, but Egypt was the foundation of medicine. We know Ethiopia was Egypt parent, but we know Egypt has a lot of documentation of being so far advanced in medicine, you know, uh, that, you know, to me, I always say, if you don't know your history, black people, because if I go to museums, everybody see me in museums looking at your statues, but you, uh, I'm pretty sure that they looking at you weird. They like, hey, we're looking at you to solve the problem, but as usual, black people in America are relying on Democrats to solve the problem, or maybe Republicans, but definitely black people are relying on Democrats, majority of them. I'm not a, a Republican or a Democrat. I'm a uh, Moorish American or original man of the planet. Uh, I'm from the ancient Kushite Empire, and if you want to know more about that, you can cop Drusilli Dungy Houston's book, The Wonderful Ethiopians of the Ancient Kushite Empire, so you can find out my background. I come from a global empire. I don't come from a state or a country. You know what I'm saying? My ancestors ruled the world. Uh, and if you you understand that history, hey, we're waiting for you to come back to our global empire, all right? I just want to touch on some things. I'm like, you know, I'm never afraid that there is a um, some type of epidemic going on because, like I say, uh, we know the bubonic plague and all that. But I think it's also privy for black people to know that uh, you need to be kind of at the forefront of some of these situations because too many times you're relying on a medical apartheid, okay? You know, everybody knows, you know, I would never go to St. Bernard Hospital in Inglewood and expect to get greater treatment than I probably could get from my grandma. You know, no disrespect to the people in there, but we do know if our schools have been closed, no grocery stores, they're not for the food we think these hospitals around here are top notch. So I, I'm a person that very, uh, that does a lot of research into horrible situations or medical history. And just because anybody want to play the role at races, I would like to study a couple of things that Europeans, older writers, Oldest writers have said about black people when it comes to medicine and surgery. Okay, and here I have a quote from one of the oldest books in Europe by a guy named Homer, The Odyssey, written in 18, eight, I thought, 800 BC. It's Homer, The Odyssey, 800 BC, and he states In ancient Egypt, the men are more skilled in medicine than any of humankind. The Egyptians were skilled in medicine more than any art. Now, look at that. So what does that tell you? More than anything, you knew medicine, which means you knew the body. But as you can see, that's not even being taught to you in school. 
You know what I'm saying? You're being taught that you were always a slave. And so, you know, that's why I'm coming out today and kind of, you know, bring some light to some of these things that um, you're not being told about in school. You know what I'm saying? You've been being taught, oh, go to this guy in this hospital. They have all the knowledge. And it's not true. Because we do know even doing um, slavery, the slave master will go to Big Mama and get the medicine too, okay? And now, if, if we go to, uh, if people start to say, oh, this hotel, and this so funny, people say, hotel, hotel, this. And I've been laughing because at the foundation of medicine and surgery is the word hotel, particularly a guy named Emotep. And, it's all, and, and for black people to, To make fun of uh, the word hotep and doing times like this other than studying the, the medical history with that name connected to medicine and surgery just shows you're still a mental slave. And I, can, I can't feel sorry for you because you should be studying now. But even somebody say, oh, you're, you know, hotep, Afrocentric. Okay, well, let's go once again to the oldest uh, Greek medicine man, the father of Greek medicine. Let's, and then we go to his guy. This guy's name was Hippocrates. He's named the father of Western medicine. And, and, and he has something called a Hippocratic Oath, which mainly all doctors, physicians, and nurses are supposed to take. They modernized it so you wouldn't really catch on to everybody take an oath to ancient Africa for medicine. And we have it right here where this guy, Hippocrates, says, I swear by Apollo the physician and Aesculapius the surgeon that I will observe and keep this underwritten oath to the utmost of my power and judgment. I will reverence my master who taught me the art. Now let's break that down for those who really don't know history. Sometimes they have misconstrued language so much that you can't really comprehend. You, you hear Apelapius, Apollo, you might think Apollo is some Rocky movie or something, right? Or Apollo 13. But Apollo was actually Haru. Haru is they, who they start calling Horus is where the word owls even come from, right? But Haru Apollo is also what people believe Jesus is. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> which is so, you know, and Jesus was called the healer, right? So, and then uh, when he says Escalapius, he said, I swear by Apollo the physician, who was a rule, the African, or African symbology or mythology. We know, go back to Africa. And he says, um, and I swear by Escalapius, the surgeon. Now, most um, black educated in Western School, don't he, would even know, hear the word Escalapius. If they hear it, they just go right past it, right? Escalapius was the guy, Emotep, the African Emotep, who these Europeans, um, Euro, Euro Greeks, so we do know African people really found the Greeks, right? These Euro Greeks used to worship this man as a god of medicine. Yes, black people, they, they will admit that they worshiped you as the god of medicine as they're out here talking about giving you syphilis and all that. And I, like I said, it's not a run against uh, European, our Europeans and racists, but it's enough where you have to, it's, it's enough racism and enough misinformation where you need to speak up because people out here thinking that uh, it's not a game being played. So that's all I'm going to leave it at that. It's not a game being played with your mind. You know what I'm saying? So let me, go, let me find another one. Just, I want you to be privy on the fact that uh, you have an ancient history in medicine, you know, even when I was talking to people, I said, hey, anybody heard of the guy, uh, Averos, Ibn Rashad, the African who um, was was the top guy, you know, during 
history. No one heard of him. But I got, I got another quote for you too from uh, Europe. These are from Europeans. Uh, this is a guy named Roger Highfield. He wrote an article called "How Imhotep Gave Us Medicine," and he is quoted as saying, "The medical history books will have to be revised. The ancient Egyptians, not the ancient Greeks, were the true fathers of medicine." So once again, you have Europeans admitting, "Oh man, you know." Uh, Africa was the uh, pioneer of medicine. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you won't really have you, you won't you won't even hear this in media. You know they're gonna make like oh you know everybody's a physician now because why they know you brainwashed. You see they told that your history started with slavery and if history if your history started with slavery, guess what? That didn't include teaching you about your history pre-slavery and colonization in medicine. Okay. And so uh, I want to just uh, share some more information for future generations. You feel me? Because, you know, it, it's a lot of uh, misinformation going on. And then we have a guy, because one time I was in school, right, and the teacher gave me an assignment, and she had an author named Jacob Burkhart, and he wrote the book called The Greek and Greek Civilization. And in the book, he was talking about some of Plato, but the teacher didn't know that. I had already read Plato, because, you know, I'm going to do a, a podcast in the future about uh, this whole Greek thing. I'm sorry, this whole medieval renaissance Europe thing about uh, so-called Arab, really us Moors, uh, bringing them to, back to Greek philosophy, which is all erroneous. Because if you read Greek philosophy, these people openly admit who they learn from. So, you know, but that's why you have to control your own schools because when they control your mind, they can write anything in history and you believe it's real. So most people like my man, uh, Taz Tariq say don't even know how to read. And I understand what he mean because there are so many languages piled up in each other when just one paragraph that you may not know that um, Berber, Moor, um, Gypsy are all the same people. That's why he Tyson Fruit somebody, he Gypsy King. No, ancient Egypt is in Africa, brother. And if he and he's saying that uh, he's Irish, like I talked about the other day. Ireland and Scotland admit the connections to ancient Egypt. Matter of fact, most of the people in Ireland and Scotland were really black people, so-called blackamoors, okay? So I'm going to keep on going because I think that um, this stuff has to be brought up to the truth because I'm not ever saying that it's a pandemic out here, but when you kind of know more of yourself, you're kind of more proactive, right? And so uh, I'm going to hit up. Burkhart says, now you never see this in school, so I'm going to give it to you all in a cut. Page 135 of his book, The Greek and Greek Civilization. He says, in evaluating different civilizations, we tend nowadays to think of terms of progress and inventions, a method of accounting by which the Greek come off very badly. The Egyptians have been an industrious people thousands of years earlier and had one of the most remarkable achievements to their credit in technology, engineering, and chemistry before they the Greeks ever started on their barefaced borrowing and stealing. Okay, now let's break that down. What he's saying is, these people, you know, much we love the Greeks, no disrespect to the Greeks, these people are uh, Johnny come ladies. If, if you have a thousand years of pioneering in chemistry, chemistry, technology, engineering, all this has to do with the medical field. Chemistry alone is what they, is what pe is medicine is made off of when people kind of put plants together. Because we know the chemistry mineral table has like gold, silver, copper, but you can get all that stuff from plants too. You know, as Dr. C.B. taught, I forgot the word, where a plant absorbs the minerals and you consume that plant. 
And so it's like, as these times are going on, I don't see any uh, so-called black African people, you know, which we all know are kind of, you know, talking about this medical history. They don't even they don't even talk about the books that were already written on these things because there was a mass book burning and book stealing by the colonizers. Uh, you could, I just read the other day in the uh, story of the Morris by Stanley Lane Poole, uh, Zaminus had a major book burning and stole some of the books. But let me find some more medical history because this stuff you won't be taught in school, black people. You know, even when you see somebody wear a white jacket, that's that's ancient that's ancient African ancient Moorish stuff. You know, in hospitals, we we wore the white jackets, you know, but you won't be taught this. That's why I'm coming out now trying to bring some truth to the light. Okay, so I got another quote. Uh, this quote is from, once again, Homer, the Odyssey. Okay, and this is uh, translated by A.T. Murray, page 229 and 2232. And uh, Homer is, quote, Homer, one of the oldest, if not the oldest European writer, is quoted as saying, for there in Kemet, ancient Egypt, the earth, the giver of grain, and bearers of the greatest stores of drugs, many that are healing when mixed, and many that are baneful, there every man is a physician, wise above humankind. Now, black people, let me read that again for you, black people, because I don't think you heard what I just said. The oldest European writer said about you when it came to medicine. So I guarantee you won't get this in your school. You won't get this at Harvard. You don't get this at your HBCUs, really. You don't even get it here. J. Pillar Bay Show, you know, in Chicago. And shout out to my people doing their thing. Uh, you know, my Black Chicago, the Black, Black Chicago Museum, trying to get at them. Uh, you know, other companies, other people I mess with, uh, the Southern Museum. But you won't, you, you'll get this here. Listen, let me read that for you again, Black people. This is written by Homer, the Odyssey, oldest book in Europe. Page 229, 232, written by a guy named, translated by a guy named, A.T. Murray in 1924. It states once again, Homer said, For there in Kemet, ancient Egypt, the earth, the giver of grain, bears the greatest stores of drugs. Many that are healing were mixed, and many that are baneful. There every man is a physician, wise above humankind. Now, now, let's, let's put that together. If you were taught your history was started with slavery, how could you be your ancestors where they said that your ancestors were wise above anybody in humankind when it came to medicine and healing people? That's what this Democrat machine has done to you. And I'm not with Republicans. They demons too. But you depended on these people so much that you forgot who you were. That's why it's, that's why it's a laughing joke because the, when they look at the answers already inside of you. But I think it's important for future generations to hear this stuff to know that there's nothing to fear but fear yourself and you need to study yourself okay so i want to go to another one i will post these pics and these quotes for those who uh like to use them in the future for educational reasons or you know if you feel confident that maybe you found some things that can help people out you can go forward without feeling ashamed someone calling you hope because you can see hope is the foundation of medicine okay hope tep egypt came in after the foundation of medicine and surgery and we didn't even got into more spain where Abrams talked about the chicken pox. The man saw the chicken pox in the 1100s uh, AD. Abrams, the African, who they called Ibn Bashad, who they had whitewashed his history. 
I want, I'd like to go to another quote by an author named Marco Rossi. He has a book called Homer and Herodotus to Egyptian Medicine. He states, Egyptian medicine is the base of Greek medicine. Kemetic people and their medical knowledge are often mentioned in the Iliad and the Odyssey of Homer. Section BCE. Now, Iliad and Odyssey of Homer, according to Dr. Ben, Dr. Clark, all other great teachers, are the oldest European books. So here they are saying that their medical knowledge came from Africa and how it's often mentioned in their oldest books. It goes on to state, Many Greek doctors, such as Melapius, Asclepius, who was Imhotep, who was an African. So most likely, even Melapius might even be African, but we know Asclepius is an African, who is just Imhotep, as well as Hippocrates visit, visited Egypt to study and understand medicine. So let's read that again for you. I got I to read for you for you to open your third eye and know that you are the answer to the problem that you're looking for. You're looking at, all right? Egyptian medicine is the base of Greek medicine. Kemetic people and their medical knowledge are often mentioned in the Iliad and the Odyssey of Homer, the BCE era. Many Greek doctors, such as Melapius, Asclepius, who was an African, who they learned from really, as well as Hippocrates, visited Egypt to study and understand medicine. Now, as this is going on, is anyone coming to talk to you about your history and medicine, black people who they enslaved? Well, likely, most likely they never taught you this because you're still their property. So as I talk about this, make sure you claim your nationality to have a standard in-law, all right? That way you, that way you can practice your uh, indigenous uh, culture because the uh, rights of indigenous people give you their right to do your cultural stuff when it comes to medicinal practices. But you got to read. Cut the TV off. Everyone, oh, everyone's these big. I don't watch sports my whole life. I every week, every day, my whole life revolved around sports. Uh, I got a little broke. It took my money wasn't coming in, so I watched three hour games my whole Sunday, watching all these football games. And uh, I, I realized it was a responsibility responsibility for me to give my history and culture the same time I gave them sports. So I was, if you watch three hour sports game, I, I'm watching three hour. Lecture about history, medicine, and culture. That's that's the difference between us. And guess what? I can still hoop you on a, on a basketball court. I can still analyze the sports football game better than you can. All right, because after I get done, I can I can get back to my sports after I get done with this. But if I love my community, I'm going to come up and I'm going to speak up, and I challenge more people to do that to know this stuff. Okay, so I'm going to go to another one because sometimes you know you talk to this stuff and oh. I went to school and, you know, and people like they went to these European schools that they so-called doctors. You're not because you, you're Europeans. <laughs> we'll get into that later about the uh, medicine thing, where they got the medicine from. But here goes another quote about Africans, you know, black people, Moorish people, Israelite people, and dealing with medicine uh, in the ancient times. Is This is written by a lady named, a European, I believe, uh, named Margaret A. Murray. It's called The Splendor That Was Egypt. She is quoted as saying on page XVI. In Egypt, I found the first beginnings of material cultural building, agriculture, horticulture, clothing, even cooking as an art, the beginnings of the sciences, physics, astronomy, medicine, engineering, the beginnings of the import, imponderable law, 
government, religion, and every speck of life, Egypt has influenced Europe. And through the centuries, may have modified the custom or idea. The origin is clearly visible. <sighs> now, let's break this down. Because it's important for you. This is really for future generations. Because like I say, now in times, we're even dealing with the miseducation of the Negro in 2020. Negroes fighting the Republicans and Democrats, and either one gives a, a damn about you. Okay? But as far as education and true enlightenment, I'm here for you, my people. Because I love you. So let's break this down. He said, in Kemet, Africa, are the first beginnings of material culture, culture building, agriculture, horticulture, clothing, even cooking as an art. Let's see, see what I'm saying? And beginnings of science, physics, astronomy, and medicine. So where's all the information at? If they are the beginnings of medicine, surgery, uh, black people, has anybody ever showed you a book about, about you being at the foundation of medicine and surgery? Has anybody ever told you that you were at the foundation of medicine and surgery? I bet you $100 they never did. They want you to lie on Doogie Howser, the TV show guy. Which basically, they want you to go to white people, or my fault, Europeans, for medical things. But I guarantee you, if you were to trace the books that the Europeans are using, from Latin to Arabic to English and uh, Africa, it was you. They're studying you. Okay, they're studying stuff that they took from you, uh, put you in these plantations, brainwashed you, and you came out forgetting everything. Because even with the bubonic plague, uh, you had more talking about Carthagians. You get what I'm saying? Carthagians. And the sad reality is, uh, you want, they're going to tell you this, this stuff is new. And I don't blame them. I blame you, black people, because now you're sitting at home, you have time to study your cultural history and medicine. But you can't, you can't do that. You're talking too much about sports and uh, love and hip-hop and all that. Hey, each his own. I'm, that's not my fault, but don't come to me talking about what you're talking about. Hey, I'm cool and I'm intelligent and I'm in shape. I, I don't got to fit in. I am the trend. You get what I'm saying? I don't, uh, I don't, give, a, I don't, give, a fuck, I don't give a fuck about what they think about me. Because I feel I'm a leader and I'm a teammate. I don't got to sacrifice my integrity to fit in with nobody. I come from a huge ass family, okay? But I do love my people. And shout out to New Era Chicago, my man Taj and them, Erica Burden, uh, Eric Bowlby. Them guys definitely put in work. They're like superheroes in Chicago, too. So let me make sure I mention them because uh, every day, Erica Burden, Taji Gangs, uh, Eric Mobley, uh, shout out to that guy, Ronnie Hatcher, who I'm, uh, Ronnie Hatcher, I met you them. But these guys put in work in the community. You know what I'm saying? They might not know all information, but their heart is so. 100% in it. And I and I appreciate, appreciate them so much. More than I ever realized. Okay, but let me go keep digging because the truth has to be put out, okay? I know. I won't ever send my people off, okay? Okay, and so... Let's see. Could I say they, is this guy named uh, Eben? Because during the medieval ages, first of all, uh, let people who are Moors, man, you dominated the medieval ages when it came to medicine. Even they did in ancient times, you 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 kept it up. Because the whole thing about them saying, "Oh, you rediscovered the Greeks," like I said, I read the Greek stuff, Plato, Aristotle, <laughs> and the woman. So I will read you what they said. 
they said they learned from Africans. And we will get to that another podcast, you know, to really uh, open the light up, okay? But I want to find, uh, I want to read this stuff by this guy named uh, Ibn Khattab. Because you'll never hear about this other brother. Now they're going to make, oh, this is just, a, you know, Arab. Because they know the importance of you realizing this. And um, so what's not known is that even during the Black Plague, right? Uh... They were saying that some reason it didn't even um hit uh more Spain. Okay, I'm and this is written by a guy named uh William B. Ober, MD, and Nabel Alush MD, the Department of Laboratories, Hanasek Medical Center, Hanasek, New Jersey. It's called the Plague at Granada, thirteen forty-eight through thirteen forty-nine. Ibn al-Khatib and ideas of car- contagion. Contagion. Now look at that. So they already said that we knew about contagious stuff. And so the author goes on. I'm going to read it early and I'm going to get to the, 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 the fat of it, okay? But he starts off by saying, historical relations between the cause and effect can be difficult to ascertain, especially when an event identified as a single effective cause produces a variable effect. The Black Death of 1348 and 1349 devastated Western Europe. Most authorities concurred that the Black Death was the death knell of Siena as, as an important city, but Florence survived to flourish again. Now remember, this is still more Spain time, you know, 1492 and all that, right? Um, mute testimony of Sierra decline are the remains of the walls of the unfinished enlargement of the of his cathedral. Bare room choirs were late the sweet birds sang. Yet the same epidemic of the bubonic plague struck Granada's a few weeks later, and the Moors were able to complete the Alhambra during the reign of Muhammad V, 1354 to 1359 and 1362 to 1391. We lack information upon which calculate the mortality rate of Granada. Many records were destroyed with Ferdinand and Isabella after the Moors in 1492. After their homogeny of two and a half centuries. Uh, we ruled therefore even before before Hannibal. Them, they found Tahaka stuff in Spain. So, you know, this is how Europeans write because they can't let you know everything. They're gonna like like Dr. Uh Shaji McIntyre said they're gonna give you truth with some lies. See, that's why so far we use this study, 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 study. You know, because this is it. You know, those like the, like the, the scriptures say, those who put the work in will be rewarded. And so it says, uh only a few Moorish manuscripts, that's Islamic Moorish manuscripts survived, and by the end of the 15th century, most of them were in the library of King Philip. Um it says, ultra-Christian Spain had little interest in Moorish culture and had, and not until 1863 did M.J. Muller, a German scholar, bring Ibn al-Khatib manuscript on bubonic plague to notice of the scholarly world. But Muller called went unheard, possibly because he issued it a meaning of philosophy and philology session at the World Bravman Academy of Science at the time of pastoral theory that germs 
At that time, Pasteur's theory that germs caused disease was still unsettled. It was only a few years before Koch announced his postulate. It was drawn. It was the dawn of modern era in bacteriology. Investigation of epidemics and how diseases spread were a major concern of the medical sciences the world over, but their eyes were on the new discoveries of the present, not the past. The notion that a 14th century moral statement, physician, poet, could tell them anything of value was, to put it kindly, information that they, they, wish not, they did not want to hear. Even today, Ibn al Khattub ideas, who you, not, you never heard about this man, have you? I was say, Europe, they know about this guy, but this is a Moorish black brother, okay? Ideas are only known to a few scholars in medieval Moorish culture. Now, the speller's name is I-B-N space A-L dash K-H-A-T-I-B. Now, uh, Google this man history. Uh... Because, okay, so let's find some more interesting. I want you to hear what this guy had to say. Okay, so now we... Okay, now it says, Ibn Khattab was a polymath and for his time and place distinguished many branches of learning. And he wrote on history, philosophy, mysticism, and medicine, as well as a considerable amount of poetry. His monograph, Al-Ahata to Riki God Nata is a valuable source of early history and typography of Granada. Now look at this, this is what I'm saying. These books, black people, they you haven't even heard of this book before, written by you before you were enslaved in colonization about the typography of Spain. And his uh the Joshua Tawasa is considered a fine analogy of poetry. Or even or even greater importance is his treatise on the bubonic plague, Munak al Asa il al Marada al Aha. Excuse my pronouncing this word because you know I'm not fluent in Arabic, but uh, it, and this is um, that post this stuff for you to see it yourself. Probably written between 1359 and 1362 during his exile in Morocco. It was certainly written after 1352 because it mentions Ibn Batu's account of the plague in the Middle East, not the Middle East. Written after the Savings visit to Granada. Now, remember, Granada is still controlled by his Moors at this time, right? So, Greek and Roman medical writers had explained epidemics of infection disease by the concept of machiza, noxy, pollution, atmosphere. Now, remember, Greek and Roman medical writers, I just read an article the other day about how the Greeks were still, not the Greeks, but we know the Greeks, the Greek worship Kemet, they meant all their writings. So, even, and they, I said earlier, they worship the African Imitip as the god of medicine. Rome, I just read an article, they were worshiping ISIS most of the time as they were killing Christians. And it's so crazy because ISIS and Jesus' mother is the same person. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just so crazy, you know. Um, so when they talk about medical doctors, we're still talking about Kemi, ancient Africa. Greek and Roman medical doctors had explained epidemics of infection diseases by the concept of Messiah, Nausea, pollution of the atmosphere, the etymology of malaria. Look, malaria all around, look at that. Viral may have been present during the first century. And when Don Osco, he considered that placement of a country house should be taken into account. Okay, now let's go on to... His words itself. 
Okay, now this is uh, Ibn Khattu, uh written in 1300s. This is a black man writing about how disease can be passed on each person by touching them before anybody in Europe even understood this concept. This is why I saw a point for you to, like Arthur Schoenberg says, uh, dig up your past to create your future. Because you, because all this medical information is in, in in your DNA, really, black people. But you need to go find your your uh, ancestors' books, and what they write about all these uh, viruses and diseases. Okay, before you were enslaved and colonized, before we lost Granada. And so, Katuba, this is words you never hear. This is a black man, a Moorish man, speaking about medicine in the 1300s that you would never hear about. He states, "It becomes clear to anyone who is diagnosed or treated." The disease that most of the individuals who have contacted, who have who have had contact with a plague victim, will die, whereas the man who has no exposure will remain healthy. A garment or vessel may carry infection into a house, even a earring can prove fatal to the man who has put it in his ear. The disease can make its first appearance in a single house of a given town, then spread that focus to other persons, neighbors, relatives, visitors. The disease can break out in a coastal town that had been free of disease until a plague victim landed there. Coming across the sea from a town where the plague is raging, the day at which the plague appears in the town coincides with, i.e. occurs or a few days after the debarkation of this carrier. Many people remained in good health who kept themselves in isolation from the world outside. For example, the pious Ibn Abi Madinya in Saleh, he believed in Carthage. Therefore, he laid by a store of provisions and bricked up his house, sequestering his large family. The town was severely, was, the town was severely stricken, but no one in his household took ill. There are many accounts of communities remote from highways and commerce that remain unscathed. There's also a remarkable example of the prisoners in the arsenal at Seville who were unaffected even though the city itself was hit hard. Now, you're still talking about more of Spain now, right? Other reporters tell us that the inerrant nomads who live in the tents of North Africa remain free of disease because the air is not shut in and the corruption from it is only mildly infectious. Now, that was beautiful. Now, uh, you see how he, he even knew then that the weather, how, they, how you can look now and this virus is in Africa, but it's not as deadly as some of these other colder areas. So he already said hey, enclosed areas um, heighten this disease. And like I say, these are things that you need to know so you can build on what you're dealing with today. You know, I'm not trying to um, minimize anybody. You get what I'm saying? It's like, I'm just saying, you know, maybe you want to study a little bit more who you are, okay? Um, I'm going to say one more thing because like I say, even we talk about alkaline. Alkaline, the word alki is an Arabic word that the Moors, Moors introduced to Europe. So even we talk about like Dr. Seaman and all that, this is and Dr. Seaman. If you look at some of his things, he 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 talks about how these medicines have Moorish backgrounds that he was using. Okay, like the like the darkest honey is called like Morocco or something like that. So Dr. Seaman, this guy was intelligent. He knew that alkaline was some ancient uh, African stuff. 
Okay. Now I just want to go to um one last thing before I uh finish with my cast. This guy named uh, Avery Rose. Avery Rose is spelled A V E R R O E S O E S. Like I said, A V E R R O E S. This is a a black African guy. That you all the pictures you see of this guy, he's whitewashed. But this guy was like the most profound thinker of his time. Cause I don't even you know people. I say he's profound, like a Debbie Du Bois, uh, Sheikh Anthony Yap guy. And so he's he. Someone wrote about him yesterday when they said, uh, "Not yesterday. I'm sorry. I read yesterday. It says uh, this from a European. He said in Madison, Ibn Rashad. His name is spelled I B N R U S H D." And they call him Averroes. He's a Moor. He was born in 1126 to 11 AD. Was focused on anatomy and, in particular, blood circulations in humans, along with diagnosis of certain diseases and proposals of remedies. In his books, he explained that chickenpox is a disease that can only take each person only once in a lifetime. A fact that modern science subsequently proved. He also excelled in eye anatomy. Among his famous science books is Al Collides Fail Tide, the General Book of Medicine. Now, have you ever heard of this book? Here, this man is a pioneer in medicine, a black guy, a Moorish guy, African guy. He has a book called The General Book of Medicine, and you never heard of this. You know why? Because you were taught that your history started with slavery. Now to dwell even deeper into this, because that's why I said the answer is already, already in your face. Here you have in 1100s a guy understanding chicken pox and how it reacts to the human body. And I think this is so important for black people or even uh the indigenous community because we always talk oh Europeans came and just gave gave the natives which are black people smallpox and killed off the uh, indigenous people but we know from studying that the word Indian more are synonymous so here you have more uh, Averroes who could also be called an Indian according to these uh, generic terms who already figured out you're going to get chicken pox once already knew about the earth and all that right so you, that's why you have to start. That's why it's so important to study because you start to break down the lies. It's a lot of lies going on out here, okay? And so, like uh, I said, I can, I can go on hours and hours about this, uh, you know, African, more rich, you know, black history in uh, medicine and medical field. Uh, and I say it because uh, don't always depend on your oppressor to give you the answers. You know, um, give the children a chance. Uh, quit thinking you watch on TV, all this medical stuff. It's not real. It's not real. You know what's real? Studying is real. Studying is real. That's it. I use coconut oil. I, I use it for ear aches. Uh, I use it for viruses. I, I use it to kill bacteria. A plant. Not no man-made. A plant. And so, uh, my main thing about this podcast is just say, you know, uh, I need black people to, first of all, calm down. Study yourself. You call somebody a hotep, you look crazy as hell because the word hotep is at the foundation of medicine. The word hotep is the word Esculapius, according to the Greeks, who worship hotep as the god of medicine. And when you go out there and you try to make fun of black people, oh, you're hoteping. A European is laughing at you because he's going to study hotep. He's not laughing at you, he's laughing at you because he knows you're still enslaved. 
That's why they don't talk to me like that. Because I can go into the cave literature. I will go into cave literature, but I'm not trying to get into that right now. I'm talking about medical because this only help, only help black people. It can help these Europeans too who have been miseducated about world history. And so uh, I just want to let people know, you know, this is just a, a, a tip of an iceberg of how I can go deep into this medical history dealing with black people before slavery and colonization and miseducation. And I will, you know, challenge you to go find your ancestors' medical books. Translate them into stuff that kids for the future generations can benefit from. Because right now, you're, you're depending on Doogie Hauser. Oh, the doctor said this and that. What's the uh, endo, doc? Pfft, I didn't want to say these long-ass med- medical uh, pill words, okay? I'd say get a coconut, get a sea moss. Um, lemons and limes, uh, oranges, vitamin C. And uh, I would just say study. You know, the world has changed before. It's, it might change again, but I, I don't believe anything is a coincidence. Uh, I definitely think nature is talking to us, saying just come come visit me again. You know, I love nature. I was in, I, Yesterday I had my feet in the dirt. My feet, my toes, no socks on in the dirt, sitting in the sun. Sitting in the sun about a good half an hour. It felt great, man. My, you know, boost my immune system. So, uh like I said, I'm never uh, trying to diminish anybody's medical practice because you, you can't learn some good things in school when dealing with medicine. But uh, we do know that the medical thing is a, is, I'm sorry, the pharmacy, the medical corp, the medical thing is a farm. I mean, the pharmacy is a corporation. Excuse my language. So it's like it's a business. So uh, I don't want to get too much into things that make them feel like, oh, you know, this guy's uh, disrespecting anybody. But like I say, black people uh, study yourselves. And uh, Europeans study black people. Don't, don't study black people history and medicine. If you're an honest, non-racist uh, European that knows you have a nationality, study the history of black people in medicine and study uh, how you know. And that, that that doesn't mean oh I'm better. You just hey, you want the truth for what? You know, sometimes people, people take oh when, when we talk about how black people black people brought soap into Europe, people take that as an offense. Oh it's racist. No, what it means it's a lack of study. You're not studying because Europeans they self even admit this. And why do they have to admit it? Because even though we brought them soap, one of the reasons they wasn't washing up with soap was because their government had made it a sin to wash up with soap. That's why sometimes when you read books about uh, us Moors evading Spain, a lot of authors will tell you that the Europeans, though, the, the Europeans, they really didn't have a big problem because the Visigoths was oppressing them. So when we evaded, we, we basically brought everything up. They see we brought them out their dark ages, but we was already enlightened. And so, like I say, in these times, uh, the miseducation—if you want to feel like what I'm saying is something defensive—live in the, live in the dark, live in slavery. But for anybody that's willing to research, study for themselves, uh, find some answers to things that you're dealing with today, search, search. You know, man, know thyself. Woman, know thyself. You know, uh, like I say it's ancient. It's an ancient history of medicine. I, I always say to uh, my people, black people, African people globally. Uh, Higher education is not a subject for us. Medicine is not a subject for us. This is our culture. This is stuff we're doing every day. You know, even when you study history of uh, medicine, you'll find that we use music to heal people, whether it's in ancient Kemet or Spain. We ha- we we play musical instruments to clear people' bodies, their lungs, and everything. This is this is written, documented. People know this stuff. But you'll never be taught that, black people. 
So especially Chicago, like I'm from Inglewood, you know, uh, over there by where the old Robeson High School was at. And uh, I'm telling you, it really just shocked me when one day I went to uh, University of Chicago on uh, 58th and like around Cottage Grove into the Art Institute Museum. And you just see all these statues of black people all over the world. You got 16-foot statue of King Tut, black people in the Sumerians, black people in the Israel, showing how we create the languages, black people in Kemet, Nubia with gold. And when I'm going there, I don't see no black people really but me. It's more, it's more white people. I mean, sorry, Europeans and uh, what's more Euro-Asians than anybody. And so, like I said, I felt it was a need for me to speak out today about uh, black people study your medical history. I just showed you how a guy named, uh, a more named Ibn Katal knew about Carthagians. I just showed you how uh, Ibn, Ibn Rashad Averroes knew that you were going to catch chicken pox one time in the 1100s. You know what I'm saying? So you're not taught this in school. You're taught that pilgrims came here, put smallpox on the blanket, and gave it to the, the Native Americans. So, uh, like I said, I just wanted to uh, speak out. But, hey, this year, like I said, I was talking to my brother yesterday. We were like, man, so crazy because everybody had, like, big plans coming into 2020. But everything's been put on hope. But I would just say keep doing what you've been doing. Uh, study yourself. Study your ancestors. Love your family. And, uh, I would say just get 10 steps ahead of the curve, man, because things will move on, uh, invest. And uh, I would just say, you know, a lot of astrologers and astronomers, a lot of astrologers and astronomers were kind of predicting this, what we're going through today. So I just want to put my two cents in. If you got some comments or information you want to let me know about ancient African Moorish medicine, send a link below. I, I would like to touch on it. And if you can, uh, study, study ancient African medicine, Moorish medicine, which is basically the same thing. Uh, even when I was reading uh, Leo Weiner, he had a book called Africa and Discovery of America. And he talked about how the uh, Indian medicine man owes his gratitude to the African medicine man. Now, you got to know how to read language because I just said earlier that Indian and more Africa is all synonymous. So he's telling you that even the foundation of American medicine is African. You know, so like I gotta say, you just think I said name Leo Weiner, L E O, last name W E I N E R. He has a book called Africa and the Discovery of America. And so, uh, and, and, and these, some of these scholars, these scholars keep talking about uh, uh, black people did just America. Hell yeah! Because at one time the whole planet was one. And, and to me, it's a sound of mental slavery. You could say, uh, humanity started in Africa millions of years ago, but you don't see black people being indigenous to America. I mean, what are you saying? Are you saying that black people just stay in Africa a million years? It's like, come on, man. Like, I'm not trying to say any names, but you're promoting mental slavery. I won't, you know, if, was there a slave in Africa? Yes. But were we here already? Yes. And you can say that because even ancient Egypt, people got feathers in their head. They got the same feathers that you see these so-called Native Americans had. And don't even listen to anybody talking about, oh, look, here go these pictures of these light-skinned Native Americans. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, go to the museum. I, I, and I will show you, I, I didn't show pictures already of how the museums, you can write down down Chicago Art Institute. The museums have these Native Americans with kinky hair, afros, and dark skin. So... Uh, I'm Afrocentric, but I'm not Afrocentric to the point that I'm putting myself in a box for you to tell somebody, oh, we're only in Africa. You seem like a goddamn mental slave. 
black people, one of the most important things that they erased from your memory was you were master ship builders. The Phoenicians alone had the world's first, who were black people, had the one of the world's first international trades. See, black people, they make, they make the problem where they always want to make the known world what Europeans said the known world was. Europeans always say, oh, the known world was this. We discovered America in 1492. But with who knowledge? Our knowledge. Who already had the boats? Even you read Columbus, all the Europeans say so they came here, the people like Ethiopians. So for black people to come out and say, well, you just stealing people's heritage. Don't even listen to them. It's a hustle. It's a hustle. Because I go places, I don't even pay taxes. Because I, I have enforced my uh, indigenous rights, my human rights. I can show you videos of guys don't even have licenses. Go to court. Beat the court case. Because they have enforced their indigenous rights. Because why? Africans are the first people on all continents. And so we never uh, shame Africans. Now those who say they're not from Africa, they're mental slaves too. I ain't gonna point no names out, but for you to say that, oh, we were just in America, you just you just versus those who say we were just in Africa. Because one thing, the word more alone tell you that we was navigating the whole world. It was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Matter of fact, even when Columbus sailed, we sell, we helped sell Columbus ships, okay? <laughs> so I wanna know what I'm saying. I just wanna I wanna touch on that too. And uh, like I said, um I'm definitely working on these new music videos and uh definitely trying to get some new um videos out telling our story. Uh I saw the man CJ Walker thing. It was it was pretty dope, but definitely a lot of uh backlash about uh the disrespect of Andy Torbo, the promoting the white the light skin, dark skin, unnecessary drama. Uh Never really talking about the racism that she really dealt with. Only thing, only thing they, they touched on was uh, when the guy hung uh, one of her workers' cousin, and they spent more time on the, the uh, light skin, dark skin thing, or the character with a character who wasn't even dark, wasn't even light skin. And this her was a dark skin lady. So this decade, we definitely have to um, tell our story more. Got invest in media. Shout out to LeBron. I know he did his best, but he, somebody talked to him about investing in that movie where. It could have created more damage in our community. If we didn't have the internet, it could have, it could have created a lot of damage. A lot of people thought, could have thought that stuff was real. But other than that, shout out to most, shout out to Annie Torbo and Madison J. Walker for what they did for our community. The best they made, fighting lynching. Thank both of those sisters who have a connection to Chicago. Uh, we love both of you all and everybody that uh, also, and I think everybody who really tried their best in that movie. Like I said, Bill Bellamy, they all did a good job. But as far as storyline, please get it together, black people. And the lady who directed that, I believe she also directed the um, Harriet Tubman movie, which I liked. But at the same time, lady, quit putting all these fictional characters in. If if you, if, if they want to do it, our way that needs to be told for the future generation, come talk to us. We'll find a way to get that money to make this story be told. Because even, even Malcolm X movie has to be made old because a lot of stuff wasn't even put in there about what really happened when he went to Africa. They make it like Malcolm X. They make it like he went to Africa and came back, oh, white, white people are not dead. He never said that. He said, I know that uh, all white people are not the devil. And that even the people over there are not the same as the people over here. He said, I'm still charging the United States with UN human rights violations. That doesn't sound like integration. So if we move forward, you know, just study. More than they study yourself. Uh, you, you, know what the, you know the history of the media and pushing uh, the, what they want you to believe in. So I just say study, love yourself, man, return to nature, my nether rules, and you know, um, 
you know, just have fun doing the same thing. Things will change. Like I say, 2020 supposed to be 2020 vision. And I know we all had major plans, but you can see that uh, they've been slowed a bit, but we're going to end this decade. It's going to be a memorable decade. Start off kind of slow because there's a lot of people who are dealing with the fact that they uh, colonized the planet and nature's responding. So, like I say, stay vigilant, stay loving, and talk to y'all soon. We winning, baby.